Welcome to the May Contain Wine Podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. Hello, everyone. Today I am chatting with Deb from Cakeify. Deb is a mother of two, born and raised Calgarian, graduate of U of C in geology, cake artist, and entrepreneur. She is the founder of Cakeify Studio, a Calgary startup, and Canada's first interactive DIY cake decorating studio, which hosts events like Paint Night, but with cake. Deb exited the energy industry in 2016, planned her business in 2017, executed the first steps in 2018, and opened the studio in August of 2019. Deb is a tenacious entrepreneur who is a key figure in the Calgary business community and actively works to support and uplift other women in the industry. Okay, so let's dive in. Hi, Deb. How are you? Good. Thanks, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for being with me here today. Um, so read your bio, you've made quite the transition. Can you just tell us an overall, a little bit about yourself? Uh, so a little bit about myself, I am like you had said, born and raised in Calgary. I have like a small family, (laughs) parents and a sister, and I've always sort of been quite active. Uh, very outgoing and social. So uh, my my baking and cooking came about more more actively in my 20s when I was living alone and with roommates. And we we explored food because I don't, I don't know, we were just like into food. We were foodies for sure. And so we would totally take those classes, those like cook, cooking classes at like Cookbook Co or I know the ones. Or, yeah, or attend some of uh, those short course or short classes at SAIT. But we were pretty outgoing and liked Calgary nightlife and <laughs> all that mm-hmm. stuff. Also know so, all about that myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in my 20s, I actually started my professional career as a geologist and was working downtown at uh, Incana, uh, which turned into Synovus. And then I got married in 2010 uh, to a lovely man from New Brunswick, who is also a geologist who came out here to work in the industry. My my geologist husband is also from New Brunswick. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) Okay, we'll have to talk more about that. We'll talk about that later, yeah. (laughs) Side side conversation for later. But uh, yeah, we met because of mutual friends. And then same thing, we were just going out, spending time in the city, going out for food, um, doing those extra extracurricular activities like the Calgary Social Club stuff. So <laughs> softball and all that, <laughs> beer leagues. Um, but yeah, we were just doing that. And then we got married in 2010. Um, I had taken a cake decorating class through a continuing education organization, Chinook Learning is what it was called. And yeah, because I was determined to make my own wedding cake. And that's Ambitious. how that came apart. <laughs> came about, <laughs> came about. But yes, uh, science and food 
have always been around me and have always interested me. And yeah. Okay. So at what point did you say, okay, no more geology. I'm, I'm going to make this giant transition because having lived with a geologist, um, that feels like a stretch for me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is, it's, it is a stretch. Um, I think I kind of start where, when I was in post-secondary, I was in university and I initially went to the UFC thinking I was going to get a BED. So I was going to be a teacher and I was struggling to find a degree that I could get in order to continue on and get my BED. So I just happened to land on, and I did have to uh, go to Mount Royal also. Uh, I found geology while I was in post-secondary and uh, it was sort of a field that I didn't even know existed, but I took one of those beginner classes and they were like, what are these things? And you're like, oh, rocks, I love rocks. (laughs) (laughs) And I really, really, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly and I loved the labs and it was just, the way I thought. I I really couldn't do straight up math or uh, write pages and pages of essays. It really did not appeal to me. So in, like I said, post-secondary, I just happened to come upon geology, which was an artsy science. And people laughed at us. (laughs) They were like, you're not a real science. (laughs) You draw pictures and you make observations. (laughs) And yeah, you color a lot. And so I was like, yep, that's me. (laughs) I like crayons. Pencil crayons are my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. So it was really funny because it was this really cool mixture of science, which I love science. I I liked understanding how things uh, were made or what they like were consisted of and what happens to those things, you know, in nature and in life. And it just happened to be the artsiest version of something I was interested in. It's a great (laughs) way of putting it. Yeah. (laughs) So I ended up with a degree in geology and doing geology. I actually totally forgot about my BED and I was like, don't need that anymore. (laughs) And I just continued in the profession of geology. And being in Calgary, I working for uh, an oil company or an oil and gas company was sort of the, the next step from there. And that just became apparent as I was taking geology courses and there everyone was talking about, oh, where are you going to work? Where's your summer position going to be? And yeah, I just sort of fell into that, to that area. Um, so yeah, so I ended up working at Encana and working in an office and you know looking at my maps drawing out my things (laughs) dreaming of cakes so (laughs) then so that's the journey to the love of geology and how like how from there did you end up where you are now okay yeah so like I said in my 20s and so it it actually took me seven years to get my geology degree and that's how that's how hard uh university was for me you're busy doing the calgary sports and social scene i I was in that scene too i know what you're talking about it was a fun time (laughs) um but yeah i was oh what was i saying how how you went from being a geologist to where you are now like that transition so like I said, in my 20s, I was totally all about having fun with friends and going out and eating food and doing new things. 
Uh, one of the biggest things my roommates and I would do is watch those TV shows, those um, cooking challenges. So Iron Chef was like the biggest thing. And we'd all sit down and we'd be like, oh, what's happening? What are they going to do? And then we'd be like, we can do better than that. We can do that. <laughs> and me being, I don't know, the person I am, I was like, oh, I can totally do this. And we actually would hold these once or twice a week events where we would pick a pick a food or pick something and have that night be like sushi night or stir fry night or uh, making a million dumplings night and that was just the thing we did um cake come up came up because my husband it was his birthday and we were watching all those cake competitions and we we're like oh we got to make him this cake because that's you know that's what we do <laughs> and so for the first time ever, I think in tw 2009, I had covered a cake in fondant uh, with my roommate, with my roommate, Kathy. And we were like, oh, yeah, we got this. This is easy. And it looked horrible. It looked it looked like a little kid. Like Instagram it. versus reality. One of those <laughs> Instagram fails. Pinterest like, I, fail. I should really post this picture because it's, you know, you totally should. <laughs> it's. It's not great, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so we did that. And from there, I was like, hmm, cakes. Uh, you know what? Back in the day, I actually was quite the quite the baker. Um, I thought back and I'm like, yeah, when I was in high school, I was like my number, I was like the number one food student for like my teachers. And I actually went off and competed when I was in high school. Wow a culinary competition. Um, it was the one hosted by SAFE called Skills Canada. So all the trade schools in Canada hosted this culinary competition. And I went in there just like Iron Chef. There, it was like a black box competition. And they didn't tell me what I was getting. And I had to write out my menu, plan my day, do this like stages. It was an appy, a main meal, a dessert, all within a certain time. And that was like me in grade 12. And I totally just like forgot about that because I was totally occupied with friends in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Your social life was very busy. My social life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so from there, I was like, oh yeah, I was really good at baking and stuff like that. <laughs> and so um, when uh, engagement came up, um, myself and Andrew, we got engaged and we had actually attended another friend of mine's wedding who was my best friend in high school. And we talked about, remember how we used to be so good at foods class and we'd make cakes and we'd make pies and our teachers were so proud of us and they take pictures <laughs> and they loved it. And I'm like, oh yeah. And my friend, she had done so much research into getting her own wedding cake. When it came to the evening of her wedding and the reception we walked into her reception hall and we saw a wedding cake and I was like oh wow but she was like oh my gosh that's awful <laughs> she's like oh, I no. so she's like I did so much research to find the perfect wedding cake decorator and this is what I got and she was just floored she was deeply hurt because she is the type of person like she she loved baking just as much as I did and I just saw her reaction. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen to me. <laughs> so <laughs> from that point, I was like, I can do this. I I'm good at baking. I'm good at cooking. I'm going to make my own wedding cake. 
And then I looked up, um, yeah, continuing education classes for baking and found a six week class that uh, for once a week, for four hours, I believe, I was learning the basics of cake decorating. Amazing. So you have the passion, you have the drive, you have the reason to start. And then was it 2016 that you flipped? Like how, how did you, okay, well now I'm going to open my own place. Yeah. That's a job. That's another job. (laughs) So what happened was I did, I ended up making my own wedding cake, but then, uh, all the friends knew they were like, Oh, Debbie makes wedding cakes now. (laughs) So here I am working my geology office job. And on the side, I'm making my friends wedding cakes, birthday cakes, baby shower cakes, all the cakes. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm working away in my office and making cakes for everyone around me and even for the office. And I was just sort of, you know, um, thinking about other things. I was, I, I am like, I love geology. I love geology so much that I still talk about geology. <laughs> I, well, I, I've seen your cake. So I know you love geology because that's how I found you. I was like, this chick makes rock cakes. Like my husband would love this. <laughs> So, but I knew that my head was bringing me somewhere else. I also knew that the office, I just couldn't sit still. I just needed to be doing something a little more active. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did, I still love geology, but I was also thinking about other things. So I would say before 2016, because I did get married and then I had my first child, my first daughter in 2012. So I went for a mat leave. And then two and a half years later, I had my second. And so that was April, 2015. I was still, I was still doing geology, being a mom, being all the uh, hands, wearing all the hands. That's me too. (laughs) And I made even more now because I had my own kids. And so I was, I was, my mind was always sort of just like, what else can I be doing? Even though I was in the office doing a really good job and you know I loved my job and I was I was pretty set right because when you're working for Mm -hmm. a corporation you have benefits you've got security you've got security that's that's a huge that's why when I when I think hear stories like yours I find it so inspirational um because you're set and to go out on your own as an entrepreneur like what was your biggest challenge Uh, I would say the biggest challenge was more going into an industry that I knew very little of. Uh, For me, I feel like going in that direction of being an entrepreneur and starting a business didn't feel too, too um, awkward to, you know, not not out of my reach completely because, because I was making a lot of cakes at home, mm-hmm. I was sort of had a grasp on, you know, my processes and how to organize things. So naturally I was very organized and I'm a numbers person. So that stuff was easy and fun for me. I'm like, how much does it cost to make a cake? There you go. <laughs> so I already had some of that pretty much set. It was the whole, you know, finding a space and building a kitchen mm-hmm. and, being in that world of starting that business, like actually like going down to city hall and getting permits and licenses, that was hard. That was, yeah, nobody teaches you that, right? Like no one teaches you how to incorporate a business and how to market a business as an entrepreneur. We just, we jump into our passions 
and then figure it out. And I don't think unless you're doing it, only other entrepreneurs who have been crazy enough to do that realize how much you're doing. You're doing all of the things that no one has ever taught you to do, right? Yeah. (laughs) You might love to make cakes, but yeah. What the hell do I do at city hall? Like I don't want to build the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was one of the reoccurring things that came up was I just didn't know what I didn't know. So a lot of times I would end up in situations where it's like, well, why didn't you do that thing? And I said, I would say, I didn't even know I had to, where's the thing that tells me I have to, do you have it outlined for me? And as informative as AHS and city of Calgary websites were, it just didn't capture everything. Right. right? So So a a big learning curve for sure. Yeah. How's life different now that you're running your Uh, own business? How it, yeah, I see a lot of my business <laughs> and less of my home, <laughs> but I try to balance that as much as I can when, when the shop is closed, you know, I do my, my things, my numbers and my computer work, but I always try to be home at a reasonable time. In the beginning, it was very much like staying till nine, 10 at night. Uh, which where now it's like, let's leave work at Mm -hmm. seven o'clock or earlier possible so that we can have dinner with the family. (laughs) How long did, how long did it take for you to be able to get more regular hours? Like if someone's thinking of starting their business, do you think like, Oh, day one, I'm just going to be home at four 30. Like everyone who works the nine to five, like how long did you put in those? Like (laughs) how long did you pour your whole soul? in? I mean, you probably still are, but when, when did the balance come? I would say the first year went by and that was very, very long hours and still learning and figuring things out. Um, And then it came to that point where it was too much, too much, too much. And I had to start, you know, delegating and finding an admin, finding a person to take care of this and training up my staff so that they can train other, other staff. But yeah, a good year, maybe a year and a half. Uh, mind you, I was also a COVID, <laughs> COVID startup. Um, so yes. So you a, said you started change. in 2019. Yeah. Okay. How did you survive COVID then? What a time to start. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I survived. Yeah, I did survive. <laughs> you're still here. You're still, you're still standing. So congratulations for that. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I opened August 2019. And then COVID announcements came March 2020. So that gave me a good seven months to open my doors and say, hi, we're here. (laughs) And for some, some business to start picking up. And then seven months later, we were completely shut in. Um, I would say it definitely threw a wrench into things and whatever I thought I knew, you know, being open for four or five months and being like, okay, we got a groove and let's keep doing this was completely changed very quickly um, in, in March, 2020. And so I basically had to re not reinvent the business, but definitely change the way people could find us and how people could purchase things. Reimagine. I, yeah, I decided because I was a bakery that I could be an essential service and stay open. Mm-hmm. So I was a kitchen serving food, desserts, and I, uh, 
I was allowed to be open. We just couldn't have anyone come in. It was that whole curbside, you know, deliver or curbside drop off. So yeah, we, we made a, a drastic turn. A lot of things were, were more packaged and YouTubes. I did YouTube videos to go along with my decorating kits and we made things available online like right away so prior to that it was all just kind of like show up or look at the website how things work but it was like very streamlined to just go to our online shop and select and choose things and we will get it to you (laughs) so that that would have been a massive challenge a massive unexpected challenge on top of all of the other challenges that come with starting a business so what, what do you think that the biggest misconception that people have about entrepreneurs is like, what, what do you hear? Like, Oh, you just eat cake all day or, Oh, it must be so nice to choose your own hours. Like what, what, <laughs> what misconceptions are you like? What well, that's not true from, because you were in the corporate world. Now you're an entrepreneur. Like what is not what you thought it was? Yeah. I, I would say that definitely people saying, you know, you're the boss, so you can work whenever you want. It's more just like you get to work all the time. <laughs> like you can choose when your store is open. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely that. I would say also what was one of those other selling features was, um, oh, what was it? It was on the tip of my tongue and then I forgot. Um, oh, that that you won't make money for the first year, but then it just like goes up from there. <laughs> for the first years. years. Years, yeah, one or two years. And which is like hard when you're in COVID and the business is actually requires you to have people in your store and doing events and activities with us. So that was hard. That is definitely not the circumstance I would say for this, you know, time of (laughs) being. (laughs) What, what would you say that the greatest lesson you have learned from this journey has been? The greatest lesson. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. I would say one of the lessons is sort of a go with your gut. There are a lot of decisions you have to make, uh, like in like reinvesting into your business. What's what's a good idea? What's not? But also like finding the right people. So I found that like working with a team that you fully trust and respect, and you know having like good things about them that you that work with the type of person you are makes things a whole lot better. So somebody might be perfect on paper or yeah, perfect on paper, but wow, if they just don't work in your work environment, that can like change it, especially um, for my business. It's quite small. Actually, we've only had, I would say five to seven employees at a time, give or take one or two. So we're very, we're very close and it's very much a family and we have to work in sync with each other. And if and if someone's having a bad day, so if you take somebody who's always having a bad day, put that, put that in your environment. It actually wears, wears off on other people. Absolutely. 
So it's a lot of, a lot of people managing as well. It's not, not just the cakes, not just cakes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have some wine, women and well-being rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, sure. Don't be scared. I won't. (laughs) If you could sit down and have a glass of wine with any woman living or dead, who would you like to have a conversation with? Living or dead. Hmm. I don't know if it's because my mind is super focused on this person right now, but I'm going to say Arlene Dickinson. (laughs) She's on the dragon's den and she's just like this strong female figure that is like super in my eyes, like this very powerful woman that can, that has been a lot of places. It has experienced a lot of businesses has a huge role in investment and entrepreneurial stuff. So I feel like I could sit down with her for many hours. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Start manifesting that girl. She's in, she's in the area, right? I know. She's in Calgary. <laughs> yeah. Track her down, calling all connections to Arlene Dickinson. And if, if that, if this happens, if this works, you invite me, I'm getting on a plane. I'm coming back home. I will be there. Sounds I need good. to be in that conversation. I'll bring the wine. Sounds good. <laughs> Um, what is your go-to well-being or self-care practice? Go-to, um, I would say, and I don't, I don't give it a real name, but it's sort of like meditation. I'm actually like an extroverted introvert and my just time alone in quiet is like perfect for me. I don't need much. (laughs) All I need is just like to clear my mind and to be amongst nothing. I could actually just be completely happy sitting in quietness. <laughs> That's perfect. Your favorite book or podcast recommendation? Oh my goodness. I don't really listen to podcasts. It's okay. No judgment. Oh, Safe space. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Do you know where this is going? Kind of like the video. <laughs> but now, now it's wine. wine and monthly. Um, uh, let's see. My favorite books, I do a lot, a lot of books that have to do with, with being your own boss. So, you know, Fair and like a plethora of those. So I've been through so many <laughs> that it's personal development work for yeah. your, your new field. Yes, that's right. So personal development of all sorts, uh, things that have to do with running the business or interacting with people or even, um, just being myself and dealing with, you know, my own, my own little issues inside. I like to read those books constantly. (laughs) Me too. I think it's totally necessary because you go to, if you think about it this way, you were a geologist. I was an educator. I went to school. I went to university for six years to figure out how to do the job I was going to do. And then you jump into something else because you have a passion for it, but really you don't know what you're doing. So you got to figure it out. You got to read the books. You got to learn the things. So I just think we're better off as people running our own business. If we teach ourselves as much as we can or attempt to learn as much as we can. Yes. Yes. What does sisterhood mean to you? Sisterhood. Uh, It means a lot. I am, like I said, a social person and I love my little communities and my friendships that I have. 
So it's huge. Um, there is probably a few people, you know, where we had that conversation where it's like, let's ditch our husbands and move in a <laughs> commune together. Yep. And I, raise I, our I might be on that street. I think I already have property in that commune, actually. <laughs> the golden raise girl house. Children and live our lives together, just together. <laughs> so it's huge. They, I see friends and family of. Um, also it's like all the time I love my family and just having that connection with them and being able to know that if I need someone they're there uh, my workplace has turned into something very much like that also because a lot of us are moms and we actually are coming here to do what we love but also it's you know it sort of feels like therapy sessions all the time <laughs> Well, that's a beautiful thing when work can feel that way. Like it's when it's a safe space, you like that. I would give credit to you for building that because that's part of part of your company. And that's, that's something pretty special because that's hard to find. Yes. Thank you. It was something that's very important to me. If I can break down through those couple walls that you got around you, then at least I can see who you are and, you know, raise you up where I, where I can and help you where I can. It, it makes, I just, I can't deal with a lot of, you know, <laughs> a lot of walls. So if I can get through a couple and reach you inside, then that it just makes things just so much nicer for, <laughs> for everyone. Okay, last question I have for you. What advice would you give to your 16 year old self? Eee. Feel like I've been asking myself this for a while because I always look back and I think that when I was 16, what was I doing? Oh, I remember just running around, yeah. <laughs> being a happy school kid. Um, what would I? I would say just follow your heart. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of things in life and people take something so serious, but if it's like you, if there's something you love to do or enjoy doing as long as you just focus on that and keep in that direction you'll eventually find where where you need to be and just expectations don't have any expectations just go in that direction just keep going and as long as you have you know drive to do that to become something or go somewhere or do something stick to it should be fine (laughs) it should all work out that's so perfect. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Deb. Where, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me in Bridgeland. I am 607 Meredith Drive Northeast. So just, just outside of downtown. And if they're looking for you online? Online, you can find me on Instagram. I have my personal account, uh, Deb cook bake cake <laughs> uh, I feel like <laughs> if you type those things in you'll like, find I me. think that's but, it I'm not sure <laughs> uh cakeify studio underscore yyc for my business I'm on Facebook Twitter YouTube Pinterest <laughs> all the things we're around, we're around. Go, girl okay yeah. thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and uh go eat some cake yeah I think I will <laughs> Thank you, Lisa, for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. 
We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy, stay kind.